Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. All right. Hello. Welcome to the Exercise is for Everyone podcast. Today, I have Phil Reynolds with us. He is a mind and body coach, and Phil has some amazing techniques that he's going to share with us, and of course, he's going to share with us his story. So, Phil, welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast. Thank you for talking with us today. Well, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Um, Would love for you to just kind of start. How did exercise first become a part of your life? Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it was a journey. You know, I was um, I was in, you know, I think it was probably like 2012 depression. You know, it was just uh, wasn't wasn't feeling great. And um, I mean, I was even just questioning really my whole life and just what I had, had going on. I didn't have I mean, I had, had shifted careers. Uh, no, you know, I was I was alone. Uh, my finances were, were not great. My health was not great. It was like pretty much every aspect of my life was, was not good. Um, so that was a, as a rock bottom kind of place to be a dark night of the soul. And, um, I just kind of had this idea of like this starting fresh, you know, this, what if I just started my life over? What would I do, you know, from ground zero? And I was like, well, I probably would need to get my health in order. Um, I want to be able to live long enough to see all this cool sci-fi stuff, you know, come out into the, <laughs> into, so we can experience it. Like you see these, you know, these sci-fi TV shows and movies. Well, some of that is near future, you know, or, you know, near future technology. And so I'm a big, uh, uh, technology nerd when it comes to that. And, um, and so I just started doing, you know, walking around the neighborhood, some push-ups and sit-ups and things like that. And uh, eventually started going to the gym regularly. And uh, I just, I noticed that I was feeling better, not just physically, but emotionally, you know, mentally as well. And so um, later I would learn from like people like Dr. Rady, who wrote the book Spark, that exercise balances your neurotransmitters, helps you produce uh, BDNF, like brain-derived neurotropic factor that helps you bridge new connections, learn better, more creativity, that sort of thing. And um, so I was, I was helping myself in a lot of different ways. And also like, it's, it's so it's kind of like taking a little bit of Ritalin, a little bit of Prozac is exercise. And so I was, I was noticed this helping me a lot. And so um, eventually I was just like, you know, I want to be able to help other people with this. And so I, I had already done some training with, you know, helping, you know, spirituality and those sorts of things. And, and so it really, uh, really motivated me to, to learn more about how to help people physically. And so that's kind of where my path began. It was, was more so to heal myself and to help myself. And then uh, I, just, I just fell in love with it and wanted to help others. Yeah, that's awesome. So once you started getting into helping others... How did that start to transform? Because I, I know that it didn't necessarily go exactly the way that you were thinking. Is that right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I don't know if there is anybody that, that where it goes exactly how they're thinking. Um, but yeah, I mean, the entrepreneurial uh, 
path is is ones of, of hills and valleys right you know it's a you know you have these successes and you have these setbacks and and then you have stuff that goes on in your own personal life that can um that can set you back as well and and so uh there was yeah there's a lot of that even just figuring out the marketing space because you may be an expert in in a particular field but it doesn't mean you know anything about marketing or sales and so that was kind of some wake up calls for me that like if you build it they will come kind of thing like that's not necessarily true in the online space you have to uh, know how to get in front of people and know how to um, positively persuade them to help themselves really and that's kind of what it comes down to yeah yeah so now what about when it comes to like who do you typically work with do you work with you know athletes do you work with beginners who do you who's you who do you who do you typically work with i uh i've i've ran a whole gamut of of helping different people um i i was i was working with you know professionals for a long time or uh, was, you know i had a client who was um she she was just you know fresh out of uh guest corporate you know and um she was an executive there and had to do a lot of traveling and then um uh, the the man she married had was running a, a you know successful restaurant, and so she she was just kind of trying to figure out her own. She retired from guests uh, essentially, and I was trying to figure out what she wanted to do. So I was working out with her regularly, um, and so she got to the point where she kind of had a similar epiphany that you know you know what if she started you know maybe learning yoga, and so she became a yoga instructor, and now she's doing really phenomenal with that business, and and so. It's uh, and then, but, but now it's kind of, I'm, I've segued into this. I'm like, I want to help beginners a lot. <laughs> I, uh, I just had an epiphany about, you know, people that work out zero times per, per week. You know, that was me at one point. And so I was like, well, how do I help these people? I'm like, well, design some exercise programs that are just a few minutes a day where they're eight minutes, 15 minutes and get them established in that habit and uh you know work up from there and that's kind of not my whole philosophy is just to establish the habit and then and then build momentum um and then you can make your exercises as challenging as you want you know after you've established the habit and so um but yeah i still i still work with a, a variety of people um as far as as far as that goes uh you know i i, I just i i'm just selective i you know i'll, I'll message people or uh, work with people that uh, I want to work with and have a similar sense of humor and, and that sort of thing. Um, uh, not super political. So people, you know, I'll, I'll work with people of the right and left. It's not, um, you know, it's not, that's not what a deciding factor. People, some people really get into making their avatar and only working with certain people like that. But, uh, um, but I do go through phases where I'm like, okay, I'm only going to work with coaches or I'm only going to work with, you know, uh, say like professionals that are females between the ages of, you know, 35 and 45 and all sorts of things. But, uh, but right now I'm just focusing on beginners, you know, to, as I'm ramping up into the new year in January. Yeah. You know, I think that that's really needed and I love it that you are going right for, the habit creation. So 
how does that look? Because like I know some people have like a morning routine that works really well, but some people just don't have that kind of time in the morning. So do you help them kind of find the time in their day or how do you help them find the time? Like how does that process look like? Like if I was to come to you and said, Phil, I need to work out. I don't know what to do. I don't have enough time. Help. Uh Help me. For sure. Yeah, for me, for sure. And I mean, that's just the that's just a perspective kind of thing. Like I have no time. Um, it, it's really just an excuse of, of not wanting to put in the work. Um, so that can come down to like, why? Why is that? Why do you not want to put in the work? Um, and then sometimes the morning is tough for people. You know, I have a client right now who her mornings are, are rough. Um, so I check in with her around 6 p.m. every night. I'll I'll text her. Hey, how'd your workout go today? And um, and so she'll say, I've already done it. And she'll send me a gift or something like that. Like, yeah, you know, um, or, or like maybe she'll ghost me for a few hours. And then I'm like, Hey, did you, did you actually do that? And she's like, uh, you know, I didn't or, or whatever it is. But, um, right now we have this, uh, particular setup to where it's like, she, she pays if she misses. I'm like, I'll train you every day. If, if, you know, if you're, if you're doing the work. And then, and so we've, we've set an X amount of dollars for her to, to pay if, uh, if she doesn't do the work. And so she knew that she knew that it was going to be a payday there. So, but, um, but yeah, it can be sometimes like where you just got to look at your schedule and see what's most convenient and block off the time. And then if you're consistent with those eight to 15 minute workouts, then it's like, okay, we'll, let's ramp up from here. Or do you have time to do, you know, some, some people, they can't do body weight exercises or whatever, you know, maybe they need to drop some weight first and we work on diet and, you know, walking around the neighborhood and that sort of thing. And, and, you know, it's getting colder and there's a lot of different things, but there's, there's, you know, you could do some, uh, calisthenics, you know, while standing up or even lying in bed that, that, that would be able to, uh, give you some, some good benefits over the course of 30 days to 45 days. So, Say like, let's just say that you don't need to do all of that and you're ready to start doing like body weight exercises. Mm -hmm. Um, what types of things do you have people do within those first eight minutes? Like when you're first starting to have them establish this, can you give us some examples of some of the exercises that you have them do? Sure. I mean, like some of it can be like push ups and planks, like this, do you do, I mean, it could be. 20 seconds to 45 seconds of planks, say, and then rest for 30 seconds. Now do between, you know, 10 to 15 push-ups. And if it's, you know, if you push-ups are too hard, you need push-ups, whatever. I just want you to do some push-ups. And then from there, you can rest again, rest a minute, and then do that, do that set again. And then from there, it's like, okay, you're able to knock that out. Okay, well, great. And then next week, I'm like, attack on a few more seconds, attack on a few more push-ups. I make, I make sure I'm, I'm of the uh, Ben Greenfield uh, school of thought where it comes to rep- repetitions, where it's like this slow three-second push-ups is like, that's kind of like my thing. Like once I converted to that, instead of just trying to pump out as many push-ups as possible, that... Uh, that really changed my whole mindset around push-ups was just doing them slower. You know, they're, they're more challenging, more time over tension. They're just a, just a better quality exercise. Um, yeah. You know, even in the gym, um, 
I will often see people kind of powering through because like, I know that you and I both know that uh-huh. momentum yeah. makes things a lot easier. So sure. slowing down uh-huh. actually make you, you have, you have to get more work out of your muscle. So it's harder yeah. and drop the and weight. You can't do as many or you can't uh-huh. do as much weight, but right. it is very, very effective. So uh-huh. I'm in that same school of thought as you like just slow down. Oh, Oh, that's easy. Let's slow down a little bit. Let's see how uh-huh. that feels. Sure. So, Phil, Uh I you're a mind and body coach, and Mm -hmm. I know that the mind is very closely connected to the breath. That's right. And you teach breath work. Can Mm -hmm. you talk to us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So, um, I mean, initially, I I was doing breath work in Taekwondo, you know, way back when when I was doing Taekwondo, and that was. That was like where I first encountered it, and I noticed it was it was really powerful. But you know, I, I didn't keep up with it at that time. I mean, I was you know just during the time I was practicing Taekwondo, and then, but then I started hearing more about Wim Hof, and that's kind of the there's a certain amount of time where you hear about Wim Hof, the the Ice Man, and the time you know. And if you're if you're all listening to this, it, his name sounds weird. He's a he's a Danish dude, I believe. And so it's, his name is spelled W-I-M, and his last name is H-O-F. So if you're trying to Google it or whatever. Um, but yeah, he's, he's broken world records. I mean, from like marathons above the Arctic Circle to, I mean, underwater um, swimming in the Arctic. And he, he's done all these different kind of things. Um, I just got to ask, is that the same? Is that the diving guy, too? Is that the same he, guy? He'll, you know what I'm he'll dive. Uh, I mean, he'll, yeah. he'll go under the ice and like swim a certain distance. And it's like because he's having to hold his breath. And so he's he's trained his, his body so much with cold and breathing that he, he can do some pretty remarkable things. Um, and he'll he'll do like hikes um, up snowy mountains and his boxers and stuff like that. So he's uh, he's pretty extreme. But uh, he just, but then he's, crazy. <laughs> yeah, but, th- but then he's able to like teach people how to, how to do it too, just by focusing on their breath. And, uh, and so that's kind of, and also just, there's a, um, there's a YouTube video where I think it's the, it's like yes company or yes team, something like that. But they, that was a group he took up in a mountain and they hiked for as long as they could until the snow was too deep and, and they were in their, their, their boxers or the shorts and our, our bikini tops or whatever. And so that was, that was pretty intense. And they came back. And by when he was coaching them along the way, he's like, try not to focus on anything, just focus on your breath. And that is kind of where you're mentioning how the mind is, is connected with the breath. And that's because it's hard to think about negative thoughts, particularly if you're focusing on your breath. And so then once I learned about Wim Hof a little bit, I, I started practicing it. I, you know, practiced it for several months straight and, and then uh, incorporating it. And then I still, you know, try to incorporate it on a regular basis. Um, it's, it does great for your inflammation as far as like, um, say you have chronic inflammation in your neck or a joint or whatever it is, you're going to notice less inflammation if you, if you practice Wim Hof breathing. Um, and that's just taking in deep breaths, really. I mean, it's just one full breath in, you can breathe in through your mouth and you're just like your belly, your chest, you know, everything you got, as he says. And then he kind of holds it in for a half second 
and then he'll breathe out for like 50% of what he had breathed in. So it's not a full breath out. And then it's kind of a half second and then he'll breathe in fully again. He'll do like 30, 35 of those and then hold for as long as he can. And that can typically be a minute and a half, two minutes right off the bat. And, and I don't know about you, but I, I remember growing up trying to hold my breath underwater in the swimming pool and, and it was just like, I was not holding it for two minutes or whatever. And so, um, that's, it's a really good t technique for that, but, um, but also it, it does a lot of different things as far as alkalizing your bloodstream, you know, people drink alkaline, uh, alkaline water, and then they kind of wonder whether it's going to actually make their body alkaline because it hits their stomach acid and you know maybe neutralizes there um but with this technique lots of co2 is coming out of your bloodstream more oxygen's going into it so it it naturally alkalizes your blood um because it so that's that's really interesting um i i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt go for you. it but i just wanted to jump in there really quick because i did a breath work um, workshop with a local woman who uses breath work to heal trauma mm. and it's a different technique. So I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but it's, uh, about, um, consistent breathing in and not mm. exhale. And, um, it is, whoa, like super powerful, okay. super powerful. Like it was really intense. But there, she talked about the changes that happen in your physiology based on how you're inhaling and exhaling. So, like, what you're talking about, like, is, like, you're basically changing the gases in your body, right? Mm. So, like, that's going to have a huge impact on how you feel overall. Is that right? That's right. That's right. I mean, uh, your brain will produce different chemicals, endorphins and things too. Um, so that will definitely help you. Like if you do say two, three rounds of Wim Hof, four win, uh, rounds of Wim Hof, you're going to feel really good. Like he talks about getting high on your own supply and that's, that's really kind of what's going on. You're, 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 you just feel euphoric. You feel, you feel really good. Um, I mean, I used to do it all the time on my lunch breaks. Um, and it's like, go walking back into work, just, you know, feeling great about life. And, um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of different techniques as far as that. I mean, some people, uh, they, they do these different, uh, Kundalini, uh, breath work and that's great breath work. Uh, there's a, a fourfold, um, breath work that you can do where you breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold for four seconds. And that's a, that's a very calming kind of breath. You can build up to like a seven second count with, with those and it's just going to be very calming even just taking nice deep breaths like when you find yourself stressed like if you find yourself triggered um i can't believe they said that to me or you know all these different things that we have going on in our daily life you know that could upset us if we let that be a trigger for this is a good time for you to take a deep breath then you're going to notice your energy shift. You're going to notice you feel better. You're going to notice that whatever was bothering you bothers you uh, even even less. I mean, it, could, it doesn't have to be a whole lot less, but it could be it's enough for you to notice. And then it could 
help you just to become more present in the moment. And that's kind of where um, some of my, my teaching kind of comes in because, you know, I'm a huge fan of the power of now as far as like present moment awareness and that sort of thing is, is you got to, <laughs> you've got to be present is the only the only way you can be stressed or depressed or anything like that is if you're thinking about the past or thinking about the future. And it's typically never about the present, the, the exact present moment. And so um, breath work helps you do that. It helps you really tune in to that present moment awareness. And um, and sometimes like those, those inner thoughts, inner dialogue could be about doing your exercise, you know, that you got to do for the day, you know, because so, it's, if there's ever a decision where you're not going to do exercise, it's because some kind of inner dialogue happened in your brain. And so if you could take that, you kind of short circuit that, that inner dialogue first and say, Hey, you know what, instead of thinking about maybe I'll just do the workout tomorrow, or maybe I'll do extra workouts tomorrow, you know, whatever it is, you, you try to sell yourself on the idea. Um, just be like, just take a deep breath and you got um mel robinson he talks about the the countdown it's like three two one and then just do it whatever you're supposed to be doing and even that triggers your brain in a way to where if you're counting down it's hard to have a conversation in between those numbers and so, and so you just end up doing whatever and so that's a, that's a really good technique too yeah that's so good so can you tell us more about this getting high on your own supply like that? I've never heard that before. So <laughs> I, would I would love for you to tell us how to do it or a little bit more about it, like whatever tips you want to give us, because that sounds kind of amazing. Uh -huh. Well, for sure. It's uh, I mean, it's something that doesn't necessarily happen in the first round. You know, you're 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 breathing in deeply for 30 seconds. I um, mean, well, not necessarily 30 seconds, but 30 reps, 30, 30 in and out, in and out. And then um, there's plenty of YouTube videos. Uh, he's got an app that's fantastic. Um, but I say around the, the, the second or third, um, you're going to feel, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel really good about, you know, this and then in calm too, just a, a calmness kind of comes over you and the same receptors of say like marijuana effects the, the cannabinoid receptors um your body also produces cannabinoids that will lock into those receptors as well and so that's why you're you're feeling good in this in this moment now you wouldn't be necessarily feeling good for hours like you had smoked a joint but you're going to be feeling good for I don't know, 30 minutes, like strong, like, Hey, this is, this feels really amazing. My body feels good. I feel very calm, feel very relaxed, feel very peaceful, um, tuned in that sort of thing. And so, um, but then you're still going to have a lingering, uh, effects over hours that, that, uh, that accompanies with doing some deep breath work like that. I love that. Like that is, I've never heard of that before. So that's, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, no um, and I do think that like, that's very catchy, you know, that's very catchy. Yeah. That's his, um, that's his catchphrase. That's his catchphrase. He's like, it, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, it definitely caught my attention. Um, <laughs> I personally do not like marijuana use, but um, I do know that a lot of people find it to be very helpful for anxiety. Um, and it sounds like what you're talking about with breath work definitely helps with anxiety. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anxiety, stress, depression. It's um, even uh, inflammation in the brain can cause some of those symptoms of anxiety and depression and stuff like that. And so when you do breath work like this, it takes away the inflammation in your brain. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm feeling way better about life than I was just previously. And it could have just been from inflammation in the brain. Obviously, it's case by case and people have depression and anxiety for different reasons. Um, and some people, you know, would require medication for that. And that's, that's fine. You know, whatever you, you need to do to, to, to get on whatever level you want to be on. But some people are able to do breath work and it allows them to feel a level of peace that they would normally experience in day to day life. So what causes inflammation in the brain? How does that happen? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of different things. Usually I would, I would say it's the, um, the three big, you know, th three main things is what you breathe, what you eat, what you drink. Um, is it essentially a headache? I mean, um, well, I mean, I suppose inflammation in parts of the brain could cause headaches. Um, but other inflammation, in other parts of the brain is going to, is going to affect you differently. Um, and so if you're, you may be eating things or drinking things or, or air pollution or whatever, um, mold toxins in your home, there's a lot of different things that could, that could cause inflammation. Um, and that's just, that's just part of our society today. You know, it's not, it's, it's hard to avoid. Um, sometimes you can go on some kind of elimination diet and you can find out if your inflammation goes down when you el eliminate certain foods. Um, there's some extreme elimination diets out there, you know, like the carnivore diet is essentially an elimination diet. It's just, let me just try to eliminate as many things that could cause inflammation and then uh, slowly bring in foods and, and see if they continue to cause inflammation or a bulletproof diet is very similar where he's got a, a list of green, you know, green as in go-to foods. And then he's yellow and red, it's like red is more toxic. Um, and he's very concerned with say like mold toxins and things like that. And so, uh, and mold toxins are just, uh, there's there's a he goes into a whole stream of, of thought about how that affects us because the mitochondria are essentially you know bacteria powerhouses you know and so mold toxins affect your mitochondria and that affects your energy levels and if your mitochondria even in your brain aren't functioning properly then that could cause um that could cause like that could cause uh, a lot of different issues as far as your your mental faculties, your emotional faculties, and that sort of thing. Very good. So, Phil, I would love to switch gears a little bit here, and I would love for you to tell us about the mind-body coaching that you do. So, like, okay. I would love to hear a little bit about how that's connected, how, you know, like, how you help people with their mind and their body, like, how do you help your clients? Like, I know you help them with their habits and get them going and all of that. Like we kind of already covered that, but what about the mind body connection? Cause you're a mind and body coach. Right. So tell right. us about that. All right. Well, I mean, some of these things, um, 
whether it's like practicing meditation or doing breath work, sometimes that's going to trigger memories from your past that, that need to be dealt with. Um, I remember when I started doing practicing meditation on a regular basis, uh, a particular trauma from my childhood cropped up. Like you need to address this. Bom, bom, bom. It was just like, <laughs> I was like, man, okay, I guess I do need to. And then, so that eventually led me down to a path of, of healing that, that really brought me to where I am today. You know, my darkness brought me into the light essentially. And so, um, that's a, so with the mind body connection, it could be just a lot of different things, you know, as far as like my whole goal with helping people is so you can feel the best possible. That's, you know, how good can you feel? Well, and some people are like, man, I feel good already. Well, I want to take you from how you're feeling right now to a higher state as to where you would look back on your current feeling and be like, wow, I was actually not feeling that great in comparison. And so it's, it's, and it's like establishing habits one after the other. Some people are good at establishing multiple habits in a month, but sometimes it just takes, all right, we're just going to do one, one habit. All right. And then the next habit and that sort of thing. Um, one analogy that I, I use, uh, I'd like to go on the lake things as a kid, uh, whether it's like going on an inner tube or, or wherever. Um, when you first started learning how to ride on an inner tube on a lake, you know, you're getting slung around, right. And you're getting slung off. Uh, you get better at it. You know, eventually it's just like you're, you learn to move your body around on the inner tube and you're, you're learning how to do different things. And you're just learning the skill of riding an inner tube. There's, there's, it just takes reps and it takes time and you get, you get expertise in it. Essentially. Like I was, I was running off, I was out of the lake with some people that grew up on the lake and this, like I got on there and I thought I did pretty good. And he's, he gets on there. He's like laying on his back. He's like standing up with it. He's, he's doing like circus tricks essentially on this interview because he had so many hours on the lake. And I'm like, wow, this dude has been around on the, on the water. And so, um, but with this, it's like with exercise, nutrition, all these things, it's, it's essentially the same thing. You know, we're writing these inner tubes. We're learning how to get better. Sometimes we fall off. <laughs> And, but don't beat yourself up. Just like enjoy being falling off. I mean, when you're in the lake and you fall off the inner tube, it's peaceful. It's nice. You're just floating around. You're enjoying yourself. It's a, uh, it's not a, it's not a bad situation. You're not beating yourself up. You know, you might have a little time of rest, you know, like, wow, that was a really exhausting being on the inner tube that long. But so with anything in life, just that's kind of how it is. I feel like there's times where we're doing really well. We go for a very long spurt and we're just killing it in the gym or killing it in exercise. And sometimes we fall off and that's fine. Like we'll get back on it and you'll be, be even better than you were before. And then, and so that's kind of the, 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 the grace and forgiveness that we need to have with ourselves and this sort of thing is uh, really needs to ramp up. Like I feel like people really just beat themselves up to a point to where they're like, they're not even willing to attempt it anymore. And that's, that's sad. You know, I, I see people that are in their forties that are overweight and they're just tired of trying. And, and that's just, that's sad. Cause it's like, you know, you can have a quality of life that is so much better, so much faster than what you're currently experiencing. Then, and it just has to come down to establishing a small habit and, and building it up. And so, um, that's kind of my whole, whole, um, 
philosophy around what I do is just starting people small, building up and then, you know, adding something else, you know, their element to their life, you know, and so it's exercise, nutrition, meditation, breath work, and some daily reading, whether it's uh, something that's going to help them hone their skills and stuff. And so they're in a career or whatever. I mean, Hey, you need to, you know, or entrepreneur or whatever it is. It's like, you, you need to work on your marketing. You need to work on your sales. You need to work on, uh, you know, this, you know, as far as like advertising or whatever it is you know, that you need to learn or that you, you can't quite outsource yet. I mean, you have to learn all, you have to wear all those hats. And so there's tons, there's, there should be, people should be constantly reading books. That's my other, my other philosophy is that, um, I spent many years of my life not reading books. Um, I, don't, I don't think I really started, you know, reading books every day until I was maybe my mid twenties. And then I was, and, you know, and it mostly started with audiobooks. That was my my key to to learning on a consistent basis was was consuming audio because that's I don't know I learn better that way. I feel like um, some people re- you know learn better you know reading paperbacks or Kindles or whatever. But I, I like reading audios. I, I still read paperbacks and hardbacks, but um, mm-hmm. but that's the, that's the, that's my uh, my philosophy there. Yeah, I'm audio girl too. So I totally know what you're saying when it comes to that. It's much easier when I can hear it. Um, But I also do love to read as well. So, um, and I agree. I agree. Like you do need to be kind of working on that, um, you know, growing your mind and, you know, expanding your, your learning. It is important so that you don't get stagnant, you know? So I would love for you to share with us, where can people find you? How can people connect with you? How can they work with you? Like, how does that, how does that look? Tell us, tell us, Tell us where to find you. Well, Facebook, <laughs> it's uh it's this Facebook.com slash Phil Reynolds Fitness. And then uh, also Phil Reynolds Fitness.com. You'll see what I I have going on lately. Um and then I've got a uh, a workshop that I'm doing in January. It starts uh, the week of January 18th. It's called New Year's Revolution. And it's all about establishing these these habits. And so I'll give you the groundwork of how to establish each of these habits and how, how to um, just feel as best as you can. You know, some of these, some people that get in my groups, they may already have four of the habits down pat, but they want to work on the fifth or say maybe some people maybe only have one or, and they want to work on four. There's a whole spectrum of people. Some people are just like, like, I don't have any of these habits. And so um, it's good to jump in. even if it's just for the breath work, like, like Wendy, she's like, she's really excited about the breath work. And so, I mean, that, there's, you know, people join for different reasons. And so the new year's revolution is just about, you know, making this 2021, the best year possible, no matter what life throws at you, that you can handle the stress, you can handle whatever is going on, you know, I mean, cause uh, the minute the media is going to continue to put out negative stuff, you know, cause that gets, that gets the views, that gets the clicks that gets, you know, uh, you know, eyeballs. And so, um, there's going to all, there's going to constantly be negativity around, but how to detox yourself of the negativity. And that's going to be what I, I tell you and teach you in, in the, uh, the workshop on the 18th. And that will be, uh, you can just go to my, my Facebook page. My, my cover photo is a d- direct link there to, to join that. And then Phil, if you have a direct link to register for that or for your group or wherever people just make sure that I have that, we'll have it in the show notes. Absolutely. Um, all the ways that you can connect with Phil. Um, that sounds amazing. Perfect timing as we're coming off of this 
somewhat toxic year, right? Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, to just kind of really jumpstart and get ready for the next phase. I love it. I love it. Phil, thank you so much for being here with us and um, you know, sharing all of your knowledge. Like if, if people want to work with you, we're gonna have all of that in the show notes. You can find them on Facebook, you can register for the New Year's Revolution right? Right. Um, and we will catch you guys next time. So thank you, Phil. We'll, we'll chat soon. Chuck right. says goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Chuck. Bye, <laughs> Have a thanks great for, day. Th thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called The Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search The Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there.